Welcome back to Talking Tungsten. Talking Tungsten is a podcast <laughs> within a podcast. Would it be so bad if an 84-year-old got into heroin? Welcome to the Cat Organizational Podcast. You idiot. It's written down in front of you, you idiot. This is like the buffalo chicken wrap of answers. I haven't heard about hot orcs in a while. We were so horny for motion controls in 2005. I can't wait to come back and tell you how it was Noah's Ark, you asshole. I would also like to retroactively say I've never had cotton candy acid. So Andrew's 100% doing a voice, right? Everybody get off IMDb now. Time to record. This episode and probably this whole this whole podcast is a mistake. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right but someone is definitely wrong. In this podcast, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comics, video games, and how I've put more hours and effort into Animal Crossing New Horizons in two months than I did into my <laughs> master's thesis over two years. Priorities. <laughs> you know there's not a joke there that's actually just I mean, me stating if todd if todd could go back to school and get a master's in um terraforming an island he'd right, have gotten it already or or if ted cruz would have been involved in todd's master's thesis maybe <laughs> things would have come differently todd how has your master's thesis been built into butt island <laughs> um it is not uh at all but back to the ted cruz and terraforming i did tweet it AOC a picture of my five by five <laughs> grid drawing of Ted Cruz that exists as the flyover animation on Butt Island. So uh, debate this fans. If you want to come visit Butt Island, have your cameras ready and look out the right side of the plane. <laughs> so guys, nostalgia is a pretty funny thing. Speaking of right? Ted Cruz. Nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> well, like think about it. I mean, sometimes we, we look back on things from the past with our rose tinted glasses and we remember them to be, you know, better than they might have actually been. I think that happens a lot with video games. It happens with movies. Todd, you're attacking me. You're attacking me. And I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Nostalgia and looking back and remembering something better than what it was is not the case for the DCCU movie Justice League. That's just... Wait, when did that movie actually come out? <laughs> no one any, knows. Have any of us seen that movie? <laughs> not the full Is there thing. a single person on that podcast? I think Kyle did. We're about to spend two hours ragging on a movie that none of us have watched. <laughs> oh, I thought you've seen it, Kyle. I Nope. I watched enough YouTube recaps mm-hmm. of it that I've got the gist. <laughs> but I've, I've, I'm confident in saying that I've watched 75% of it on YouTube. I watched the poster and I got it. From <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's the thing about it, though. Uh, fairly recently, there's been the well. So for a long time back, um, you know, if if you know this or not, Zack Snyder um, was was principal in the movie, and then he had to step back due to some family situations. And uh, a cast of people came in to try and help land the plane. Anyway, they cut a lot, they changed a lot, and for a long time, the internet has said like, "Hey, we want the Snyder cut. Give us the Snyder cut." Because DCU fans. Love them some Zack Schneider. Oh man, (laughs) I love the idea that like that's what will make the movie better. You know, yep, (laughs) like that's what's gonna save it. Well, here's the thing. So it's recently uh, been talked about that they are actually releasing the Justice League Snyder cut on HBO Max, and I think a six like clip like series. Oh, basically they're gonna run it like six episodes of Game of Thrones. You know, (laughs) it's like Band of Brothers. It's only it only adds like forty five minutes to the movie. It's, it's not, like a th- it's now it's a three hour movie. Well, right, it's like a three yeah. and a half oh, hour yeah, movie yeah. with at the full cut. Which but like, let still. us be clear, it does not need to be. 
It's no. the first Justice League movie, and if you would have made the first Avengers movie three hours long, oh we God, would not have this podcast. We it wouldn't be here. No, no. Well, the MCU wouldn't have existed. It would just died right there. Yeah. Well, and we've and we've as we've just said, like this new cut is going to be longer. It also makes a couple promises. It promises to not only be longer, it promises to feature more characters and heroes and villains, much like uh, Adam the Hero and Apocalypse. I guess is going or Dark Side Darkside. is going to be shown in there, um, which is the uh, DC version of Thanos, and uh, it also promises more characters, kind of. more care, yeah, kind of, uh, <laughs> more characters, more character development, and less of Henry Cavill's CGI'd upper lip. Which, if you don't get that joke, it's first off my favorite thing that I did watch out of the clips. It's they, <laughs> oh, they it's re- so bad. They recut parts of Henry Cavill as Superman once he was revived in the movie, and he had been filming or was filming. Mission Impossible, and he had a thick mustache for that. <laughs> and they CGI'd out the mustache. And it looks so bad. It's yeah. so unnatural. Yeah. But I actually liked that more than anything because I thought it was very funny. It was actually kind of a cool moment. So, after ooh, all ooh, of it that, does look bad. I'm looking at it now, very and bad. it looks everyone so looks, bad. So bad. When we are done recording this, everyone's going to watch the clip because it's actually a very cool moment where he makes some reference to Batman. He's like, you won't let me live. You won't let me die. And you're like, holy <laughs> shit, Henry Cavill is Superman. You're going to you're going to mess up his world. Anyway, this all has a point because all of this got me thinking of the situation that brings us here today. And so thinking about good nostalgia and, and bad nostalgia today, I want you to merge classic versions of some feel good video games uh, with the optimistic palate cleansing that DC <laughs> is trying to do here with the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. <laughs> so, listeners, I made some calls to the people who would be best at answering this question, but they were all busy doing the opposite of this podcast. And instead, I have brought you Andrew Gorilla Boss Henderson, Kyle Monsieur Mala Harper, and Matt Titano Cole, and have asked them to help me take a video game from our past and somehow make it better by giving it the DC Comics faceless. You you have questions about your names. The word is pronounced Monsieur. Monsieur it's French. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did I put yeah. it? In? Oh, Monsieur. Mon Monsieur. <laughs> um, also, are these Mega Man bosses or DC? They characters? could be. So they are DC uh, gorilla based bad guys because for a <laughs> while DC me? was doing a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> So before, <laughs> listeners, before we started recording, Matt had made some remark that the only tab he has open is an Aquaman wiki. My only tab is open called Gorillas A Go-Go, DC's Simeons. And it is a list of mm, 17 gorilla bad guys that DC God. has had. All of this based on Andrew not knowing who Gorilla Grodd was last yeah, week, Yeah, that's, right? what, that's what did it. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot about all of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Andrew, you almost got named, let me find him, Grodd Child. Uh, it oh, is the no. <laughs> well, it's the original. It's the original Grodd cyborgized, which is the word they use in the 853rd millennia. So, oh. uh, Grodd Child is my favorite <laughs> 80s prog rock band. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, here it is again, guys. Tell me about the throwback video game and the DC character that you are blending together in this nerdy magic bullet we have here today. Not that. Any, not that any of us ever choose things that are unfamiliar to the listeners or each other, but feel free to share, you know, some of the context of the game and the character if they aren't already fan favorites. But I'm sure you all brought 
just home run fan favorite DC characters for us today. Andrew, yeah, you're shitted in grin. Why don't you start? <laughs> so, yeah, I did bring a fan favorite. I'm going to talk today about one of the most iconic characters with the power of elasticity. Kyle, who do you think that is? Uh, Mr. Fantastic. It is not Mr. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> okay. nor, nor is it Ms. Marvel, nor is it Plastic Man, or Stretch Armstrong, or Elastic Girl from The Incredibles, or Monkey D. Luffy from One Piece, or Dalzim from Street Fighter. Ah, my, my money was on Dalzim. I was going for Elastic Girl. <laughs> yep. Well, who I'm talking about is the Legion of Superheroes self-appointed morality officer, Bouncing Boy. Stop it. His name isn't Bouncing Boy. But why are you talking about him? Morality Officer sounds like a like a badge you could have paid for on Tumblr in 2011. That is a member of a sororities like law council. (laughs) It It is the name they gave to the seventh grader that got to watch the crosswalk for the fifth graders because he tattled on someone and they gave him a badge. Listen. There, okay, so we're going to talk. I'm going to talk to you today about the Legion of Superheroes, which um, this is what I learned today, which I had never heard of before, and you likely had never heard of before either. Um, the Legion of Superheroes comes from the 31st century timeline in DC Comics, which, weirdly enough, like started in the 60s. Like, this is something that they've been massaging for a long time. Um, now, granted, DC is much older than Marvel and yada, 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 but there is a storyline where. Um, they wanted to do like everyone's grandkids, basically. So you have like Superboy, which is Superman's son, yeah. Superman and Lois Lane's son. And then you've got like a character named X5, which is the Flash, uh, Barry Allen's grandson. And so it was like the next generation, basically. It's 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 DC's version of the Young Avengers, if you're yep. familiar with yep. that. It finally clicked how I know this. There is an episode of the Justice League cartoon that um, involves the uh, Legion of Super. I think superheroes. there's a spinoff cartoon, actually. There's a Legion of Superheroes cartoon. Oh, isn't there also that yeah. movie that has Sean Connery and some other That's people? League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's no, that was Sean Connery hanging out with the Wolfman and the Invisible Man. That is the movie that was so bad that. Sean Connery decided to quit acting. <laughs> quit, yeah, he retired from acting. <laughs> so when so when I get to the super secret question, I ask who you're casting as your character. It's Sean Connery. It's just Sean yeah. Connery. So so in a team of super powered teen superheroes, uh, Bouncing Boy is DC's take on the dumpy fat kid. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I didn't like it. He's the one that holds back the hair when the other Legionnaires, or they call them the Legionnaires, vomit. You know. Uh, hence morality, please. So we're going to start. Uh, teenager Chuck Tane unwittingly drinks a super plastic formula, thinking it was soda. And a super gains- plastic oh, formula. No. <laughs> and, and, and mistakenly gains the power to inflate himself into a big ball, because of course he does. <laughs> oh, I hate it. So he, he then applies to be accepted into the Legion of Superheroes, which again, in the 31st century, is established to be like the Justice League of that time. And you have to apply and and when whatever and be accepted into it, uh, and he was rejected because all he does is turn into a beach ball and bounce around. <laughs> um, but and and this is to quote three different sources. He eventually won them over with his charm and uh, and wit and sense of humor. So not even very his, his specifically powers. No, no, no. 
Very specifically, he is the chunk of the DC universe. Oh, no. There was a thing in, like, the 60s comic books, though, where they had just, like, the boy character who had no powers and, like, like got to pal around with Superman. And that's that was his whole character. Yeah, there's another... So there's a shit ton of Legion of Superheroes. They're, they they like were mass producing these on on a on a grand on a grand scale. Now, granted, I get, again, this is over the course of like thirty years, but there are at least forty. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of duds, if you will. <laughs> and believe it or not, Bouncing Boy is like in the original roster of Legion of Superheroes. What? So he was he was designed to be like the the comic relief, like the kind of dumpy character, but. He uh he gets married like his the most important thing about Bouncing Boy is that he gets married to um triplet girl duplicate girl um who started as triplet triplicate girl but one of her triplets gets killed and is only duplicate oh. girl. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. God, DC is yeah. so ridiculous. It's so weird. So let me let me get a little bit more about Bouncing Boy. So um unlike your other, our other stretchy heroes that that we know of like Mister Fantastic and and Elastigirl, Bouncing Boy. His power is specific to just inflating himself into a ball. <laughs> so like he doesn't he doesn't actually stretch. He just he just turns into a ball. Um, so as a ball, he can't really do anything but but bounce around. So um, kind of su- similar to like how uh, Invisible Girl um, or Miss, Mrs. Fantastic originally was just invisible and then she magically got force field powers. Right. Um, sure. Bouncing boy, they later like hand waved and like, Oh um, no, he's like rubber. So he doesn't conduct electricity. So whenever they fight mm-hmm. an electricity, bad guy, send in bouncing boy. They call him <laughs> <in> the <laughs> guy. They call him, yeah. in, in case of, yeah, in case of, uh, in case of electricity villain break glass. So knowing all of that, I think the perfect classic game to match Bouncing Boy with is 1994's Kirby's Dream Course, originally <laughs> developed for the Super Nintendo. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Now, you might, you might be surprised for me to, when I tell you that I thought of Kirby's Dream Course first. <laughs> you worked backwards from Kirby's Dream Course. The Google search course. went a little something like yes. Bouncing Ball DC character. That is exactly search. what I searched. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and I and I was uh, very happy with the result. So the elevator for for those of you who don't aren't familiar with the game, the elevator pitch for Kirby's Dream Course is that it's mini golf but with Kirby. So I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, right. So you you line up shots using Kirby as the golf ball, and you adjust like the strength and the angle. You avoid obstacles to get Kirby into the hole within as few strokes as possible. We're going to redo that game, but with Bouncing Boy as Kirby. And the title? You ready for the title? I would. Okay. One, one yeah. of the things that I found about my, I've discovered about myself is I love making fake <laughs> titles for things. <laughs> um, okay. So the title that I've, I've given to this is Bouncing Boy and the Legion of Superheroes in colon, For Whom the Ball Tolls, comma, a mini golf venture. <laughs> No, this is a Game Boy cartridge that no one picks up. I refuse. For whom the ball tolls? Absolutely not. You know, I just re-listened to our Knife Sports podcast episode the other day. I thought you were going to say Metallica's album Ride the Lightning, which contains this song. For whom the ball tolls? No, no, no. I when, but I didn't. I didn't realize like how much of Andrew's argument was just based in saying that long drawn out name for yep. his knife sports game. And now it's I'm seeing a pattern. I absolutely love unnecessarily long titles. It's my new favorite thing. <laughs> he starts with the title and works backwards and then works back <laughs> forward to the title so he can yep. like lengthen it. I definitely had 
what I wanted to come out of the experiment. I started with that, <laughs> and then I built the hypothesis around what I wanted the result to be. So it's just science. I I want to take this time to say that I've watched a non-zero amount of footage of Matt playing a lot of Kirby on YouTube. It exists. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's there. Um, that's that's a real thing. But so I have a complaint for you, Andrew, and I don't sure. think only one that it's. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So like, let's call a spade a spade. This isn't a bad idea. We've had a lot of bad ideas on this podcast, and I don't think this is one of them. It's it's name it's, one. <laughs> I'm I'm look I'm with you, Matt. Like so far, it doesn't seem like a bad idea, but I've got like some reservations tucked away. Uh, and I also have those reservations. But my complaint, I guess, isn't really against you, Andrew. It's a complaint against. Hollywood in 2006 when they decided that Bouncing Boy was a good enough character to rip off in a movie that I mentioned more than I care to 2006 Tim Curry movie or Tim Allen movie Zoom shitty fake superhero movie Zoom Zoom. containing character named Mega Boy from Wikipedia a boy who can (sighs) enlarge and inflate at will Oh, no, they didn't. And I really, really hate that somebody in Hollywood in 2006 was like, this DC character, we can rip this one off. This one's good enough. That's absolutely insane. Like, of all the characters, come on. Yeah. It's, it's a real it's a real paste pot Pete move, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm mad about that and that alone so far, so... I don't know what else you'll say that'll piss me off today, but currently... You're just mad that you, you had to think about the movie Zoom again? Yeah, because I think <laughs> about it way more than I should, and I don't know why. I wish I could go back and unsee that movie so I never thought about it, but much like Hancock, it's in my superhero zeitgeist. We should do a Mystery Science th- uh, Theater re- uh, watch of Zoom sometime. We be- absolutely should. I don't think I've ever seen it. So. I haven't either, Who but has, I'm down. Besides Matt. You're I not missing out. I this movie exists. <laughs> I think it was just a fever dream Matt had one time in 2006. <laughs> well, so we've got Andrew has given me effectively a crossover between mini golf, Augustus Gloop and the Blueberry Girl. That's great. Um, uh, Kyle, Kyle, what did you what did you bring today for retro show and tell? All right, Todd. The year is 20 XX. Yeah. God damn it. That's the best start. The Internet is the primary form of communication, commerce, entertainment. And even crime. Even crime. <laughs> that line lifted right from the game I'm aping here. I love that. That's so like, what a compelling thing that somebody wrote one time. Yeah. <laughs> My brain thought of the Pearl Jam song, Even Flow, but I read it as Even Crime. <laughs> even Crime. <laughs> All right, keep going, Kyle. Uh, user, users interact with, with the net through avatars known as network navvies or net navs. Which, in addition to being used to interact with digital storefronts, visit with friends, and compete in in games and tournaments, can be used to battle viruses and other hostile programs. Um, It is fifth grader T.O. Morrow's birthday, and he is excited to finally get his very own custom net navi so he can upgrade from the stock one that everyone starts out with. His adopted father, Anthony Ivo, comes home from work and gives him his very own net navi, uh, Amazo.exe. Ivo tells his protege that Amazo is unlike any other Navi he's helped to develop, in that Amazo learns from his encounters with viruses and other Navis. Tio and Amazo jack into the net, clear their home network of viruses, and call it a day. The next morning, Professor Ivo's lab is seized by the Justice League for improper experiments, and and Ivo taken to the Justice League moon base to be questioned. 
This sends our hero, uh, our hero Maro, on an adventure across the net to clear his adopted father's good name by battling his way through the Justice League and their navvies and using their own powers against them. So I have combined um, a few characters, but mainly the robot Amazo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wasn't into... that an episode of South Park? Yeah, um, <laughs> same same thought. Kyle, first off, I'm upset that it's a Mezo because I've been reading it as Amazu this whole time. <laughs> 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 Second off, what's a Mezo? Who's a Mezo? What is yeah, this character? Yeah, I'm not familiar. So I, I, I'll drop some pictures of a Mezo. Um, and I would game, prefer if you called is... him by his birth name, Amazu. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, the game I'm putting Amazo into, though, is um, Mega Man Battle Network. So Amazo is a DC villain that is an um, adaptive AI robot that learns, learns from the people it's fighting and frequently goes up against the Justice League, cop- usually copying their powers, kicking their asses, and then um, getting beat by... The new hero that they thought was too weak to be on the team, but has the sure. exact power set to beat Amazo. Is this just Ultron? It's kind of just uh, Ultron. It, it's it kind of looks like if Black Bolt was wearing at least the picture I'm looking at. It's Black Bolt if he was wearing the Green Ranger Tommy uh, <laughs> like shield chest piece he had. So this is that's um, the like. DC oh, animated universe Amazo, and then there's like classic Amazo, which yeah, has the, the green, the green stripey oh, color yeah. scheme. He just he looks just like a bad guy in Hell's Kitchen. He's just like yeah, Nah-. yeah, yeah. He looks okay. kind of like a shirtless Green Goblin. Like if yeah. you just yep. jacked Green Goblin and took his shirt off. I don't like how much of this picture you shared is bulge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, the eye goes to what it wants to, Todd. I, I mean. and, don't, and, and don't worry, listeners to this audio podcast, we'll share these images. Yeah, you'll, you'll get Amazo and his bulge in all their glory. I wonder how many times we say that and we always forget to share these images. It, you know, it's usually for the best, though. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> Our listeners have given up on us ever seeing what we're t- referencing. Any questions? I don't like I don't like this. I personally I don't like this. I like metal I, I'm torn because I like Mega Man Battle Network a lot. <laughs> but I dislike Am, 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 Amazo Am, Amazu. Just it, oh much. it's Amazo. Amazu. Yeah. Amazu. <laughs> uh, so my, my question my Please, so, Todd. So for well, I've got a number, but first off, one here to give some Mega Man Battle Network love out because that game slaps. Two is the character T.O. Morrow, is that a thing you made up, or is that from the game? So, um, Anthony Ivo and T.O. Morrow are two, like, mad scientist supervillains from the DC universe um, that just make make robot villains that fight the, <laughs> the Justice League. Because T.O. Morrow is just too good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it fits that they're just basically Dr. Wily. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Hmm. And the only thing I want to add here is that, because um, I don't know where else I can put it in, I just want to make it very clear that when the Justice League shows up and, like, you fight them, it is all their alter egos in real life and then, like, their Justice League avatars in the net, but that's the only incarnation of, like, Superman you see is, like, the Superman Navi in the net, mm-hmm. controlled by Clark Kent. The operator. <laughs> is this is this like a like so 
I mean, I think we talked about Mega Man Battle Network before, but is this like a, a Second Life version of like Superman? What he wants himself to look like in his Navi? His Navi is just like way. It's like more hipster than him. So the like Metal, Mega Man Battle Network is like an alternate universe Mega Man, and that's kind of what I played with here. Is like this is an alternate universe Justice League where like there isn't there aren't superheroes, but there are there is this crime fighting force of net battlers that all have mm-hmm. the justice league so it's navvies. code lyoko is this a code lyoko <laughs> game <laughs> um pretty much Before like Mad- mega man battle network is pretty much just code lyoko anyway so hell yeah yeah the mental image i have is like they're all sitting in the justice league like they're they're uh oh i forget they're not the fortress of solitude that's where superman is what's the, the- moon base I mean, the Watchtower. The Watchtower. Yeah. That's what they're, it is. That they're all sitting around on couches hovering over their phones. <laughs> and they're like, we have to save the world. 100%. <laughs> what happens every time? I like to think that Aquaman's avatar looks exactly the same, except it has a huge dong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, except um, it, it's very much a thing in, Mega, in the Mega Man Battle Network that you can only like interact with things if you are physically in in their presence. So you can't just like access something through the internet like normal you have to go to the place and jack into the device there to oh, to interact with it because oh, okay because that's how they get that's how they move you through settings in the game it's the 90s movies hackers version of <laughs> yeah. the internet of the internet yes they're yeah. trying to hack this bank they have to be physically in the bank to do it yeah yes <laughs> yeah okay um kyle you've given us actually something that i don't hate so that's a good, good. start that's so um, we've got something that makes me uncomfortable. Uh, I'll make sure so, you hate it. I'll make sure you hate it in the next two questions. <laughs> Still early. Uh, we've got a a a bouncing baby boy. Uh, he's a bouncing we've got, boy. He's, he's well, not a baby. He's a boy. Okay. He's a he's grown a man. man. He, he got married. No, he's he got a boy. Married. Well, he got he later got married. <laughs> um, doesn't he have like boy in the name? She yeah. She, bouncing she, she turned boy. she turned a, a bouncing boy into a bouncing man. Stop right. it. Stop <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> Kyle is uh, showing us what internet fear can look like in the year 20XX. Uh, Matt, what did you bring for us today? All right, guys. So imagine with me, if you will, a game will. <laughs> about fighting aliens who return to Earth every 500 years to steal the aquatic life from our oceans and consume it themselves. Aquatic oh. life, which you, Uh-oh. the protagonist, must travel through time across 55 million years to save. Am I going 55 Uh million years into the future or the past? The past. Okay. And to save them, you must travel through the world's oceans to convene with some of the oldest known beings on Earth, travel through time to restore power to those beings, and travel to space to fight the queen of the alien race herself. Wait, is this Star Trek 4? I love Star Trek 4. <laughs> it feels like it's a Star Trek. Now, if you can imagine it, imagine that this game was actually made back in 1992 for the Sega Genesis, and that is a storyline that has nothing to do with Aquaman. As much as that sounds like an Aquaman storyline, that story was about a motherfucking dolphin, and that dolphin's name was Echo. Echo the Dolphin. Yeah. That story is better than three-fourths of all of Aquaman's stories combined. <laughs> it really is. Ech- Man, Echo the Dolphin was, like, one of the most headiest games. Like, it was more heady than Mist. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Echo the Dolphin's storyline is ridiculous. And we had a conversation in our chat, like, this week leading up to this episode 
about whether or not we had all played Echo the Dolphin and if we had played it, if we had made it past the second stage. And I gave the sentiment that way back when I was a kid in the giant eagle eagle's nest waiting for my parents to go grocery shopping, that was the (laughs) game I played in the giant eagle brand daycare. Uh, And so I remember Echo the Dolphin. I played it a lot. I did not know the plot. I knew none of the plot. No, I didn't know. So this is the real plot of the game. This is I mean, this is from the era when plot was like 10th in list in list of importance. I assume the Echo the Dolphin was a whole like evil oil company is destroying the oceans. But this is if bigger than that. I'll put it in perspective because I own I own this game on on the Game Gear and it was like the first game. One of the first games that I owned and I I never like I I I never was able to broach the second level, mostly because my battery power would die after. after <laughs> it, it took four, it took it took four, four hours <laughs> to get there in the first place. Yeah, exactly. It took if, six, if, six double A batteries. If Echo the Dolphin came out in 2019, it would be equatable to like Journey or um, mm. or what's the one that you go? The actual one you go underwater. I can't remember. Uh, Subnautica. Subnautica. Like yeah. one of those. Like oh, it's an yeah. it's an artistic like capital A artistic game. Um, yeah, it it has a story, but like I said, it's very heady, and it's like it 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 was intended to be very artistic, and it was very much ahead of its time. Yeah, so that is the actual story of Echo. To tell it to you in like an actually able or an actual sentence structure that is capable of being followed. Basically, every five hundred years, this race of aliens called the Vortex shows up and they create a giant water spout and they suck up all of the aquatic life in the bay. (laughs) And then they take it back to their home planet and eat it for 500 years. Right. And so you echo the dolphin are in the bay and the vortex shows up and steals all your fish friends. But you had just jumped in the air to do a pretty little dolphin flip and you land back because of it. Yeah. And they miss you. You (laughs) land back in the the bay and there are no fish anymore so you echo the dolphin have to travel to big blue who is the oldest whale in the ocean he lives in the arctic the arctic you talk to big blue he tells you about this ancient being who has lived on earth longer than anything else called the asterite you have to go see the asterite (laughs) The asteroid says, okay, go to the ruined city of Atlantis where the Atlanteans left a time machine and use that time machine to travel back 55 million years to meet a younger version of me and steal a power orb from that version of me and then bring it back here, which you do is echo the dolphin. And then the asteroid gets the power orb back, gives you special dolphin powers and you then use the time machine to go back an hour before the vortex shows up, ride the water spout into space and fight the alien queen with your killer dolphin powers. That is the actual real story of 1992's <laughs> Sega Genesis game Echo the Dolphin. That's wild. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's it rules. <laughs> it's it's buck wild. <laughs> I think I listened to a prog album with the same plot. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, well, it was Grodd. Grod man, or uh, what did we say? What do we call it? Baby Grod, uh, baby Grod, Grod, Grand, Grodson, yeah, Grod child, Grod child, Grod child. We got there. Don't act like any of you know Ooh. it's Grod child. Okay, so that is a game that very much exists, and somehow that game had nothing to do with Aquaman. And Kyle and Andrew both did a good job of explaining things to you about their DC character. I cannot do that. I cannot explain to you anything about Aquaman <laughs> because I read a lot of wikis and I learned nothing. You, you, you know, we all know Aquaman. Yes. You, 
He swims, he talks to fish, and, and he's the dork of the group. Bing, bam, boom, Aquaman. Right, exactly. So that is a game that exists in 1992. Aquaman is a character that we all know exists. And today, today, friends, we right the wrong of 1992. And today, we make a new game starring Arthur Curry, the bastard demi-human son of Thomas Curry, and Atlanta, Queen of Atlantis, in most plot continuities today we make a game called aquaman echoes of the past because this whole plot makes way more sense with aquaman in it than a dolphin matt i don't have any criticism for what you've done yet (laughs) no notes yeah Yeah. sure yeah right (laughs) what what you could have just what you could have just done is at the end of that and said now that you believe all that i'm lying and i would have believed that as well yeah man I'm a little blown back by that the fact that Echo the Dolphin involved an alien race kidnapping all the fish to eat. Time to t- time traveling to a, t- a time heist, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a time, time heist. heist. Yeah. Echo yeah. the Dolphin's a, a time heist. Yeah. I mean, I I would I would watch that. <laughs> I absolutely would watch that. I don't know. I mean, this could be a Pixar movie. Yeah. Yeah. When the question of this episode was pitched, I was trying to think of like, I don't know any DC characters, but I know some classic games. And I thought of Echo the Dolphin. I was like, who would be fun to put in Echo the Dolphin? Of course, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And then as I read the plot of Echo the Dolphin, I was like, wow, it turns out it's an Aquaman comic. How convenient for me and me. <laughs> <laughs> this this would be an Aquaman, like, solo run. Yep. Where, like, yeah. some the Justice League is handling some other, like, alien invasion across the universe. And this is the threat to the world. Yeah. And yep. it's like... Arthur Curry, you're the only one. And he's like, yeah, I this, am the only this one. This very specific menace. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, two things. One, Matt, I, ex- I imagine your experience was much like mine in that. When I, I, I found, I said, I want to do Kirby's Dream Course. Boy, I really hope there's a DC comic superhero that's that's <laughs> can turn into a bouncing ball. Oh, boy. Yep. Um, and two, to give a little perspective. So when I, I own this game for the Game Gear, Game Gear, excuse me. And uh, like I said, I, I only got to the second level. Uh, I only got to the second level because I did not know that you could talk to things. So I would get to the <laughs> whale and be like, I can't do anything. Uh, and that's as far as I got in Echo the Dolphin. I want to give one more little tidbit of information. Echo the Dolphin was made by the same guy who made Shakan the Forever Man. And Shakan the Forever Man is a crazy wild story that I didn't know much about. Uh, but our friends over on Canned Air interviewed the guy who did Shikan the Forever Man. And as I was listening to it, I was like, dude, this story is insane. It's like a samurai who never dies and just fights demons throughout eternity because he is the Forever Man. And I was like, man, that's so heady and weird. I can't believe they made that for the Sega Genesis in 1992. And then as I opened up the Echo the Dolphin Wikipedia and the first mm-hmm. sentence says from the producers of Shikan the Forever Man, I was like, oh, OK, I yeah. get it now. It was it was a weird, wild, wild west of a world <laughs> uh, before uh, Sonic came to came to pass, because like Genesis was like, we'll take anything. <laughs> yep. yeah. Sega saw some shit. They had this and uh, the Lion King game and the Lion <laughs> King game was where it was at. Yep. All right. Well, those are actually three pretty decent ideas. Um, so that's <laughs> yeah. a good start. Uh, so, okay. So with the release of the Snyder Cut as the HBO Max series that it's going to be, 
Uh, we are being promised that it's going to add context, it's going to add development, and there's going to be overall change to the existing Justice League movie that no one actually saw. So my question for you all is now, what happens when you put this character into your retro game? How does it change? Uh, and mainly, like, why is it better this way? Uh, yeah, I can, I can start. So I mentioned this earlier. Um, the most interesting thing, ab- interesting thing about Bouncing Boy, other than he gets married at some point, um, <laughs> That's is, again, nothing to do with Bouncing Boy because you've got the entirety of the Wikipedia entry. His name, you got his name, you got, he bounces around, story is done. But the the most the coolest thing about him is the the fact that he's part of the Legion of Superheroes, which is like kind of a cool, albeit most likely misguided, uh, you know, attempt at kind of doing I guess like a like a side franchise. I mean, it's the usual problems anytime you do stuff in the future, any changes you make retro to the current timeline uh, then affect the uh, future timeline. So every time that they've had to retcon something, they've had to also retcon something in the 31st century. So like they, for example, like crisis and infinite earths, they, uh, retconned that Superboy didn't exist anymore. Superboy happened to have founded the Legion of superheroes. So he's now, he doesn't exist. So he's just out of the continuity. Oh, good. Oh Fair. boy. That, like, I mean, comic books have done weirder things. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's pretty par for the course. Okay. So then that brings us to Kirby's dream course, which, um, outside of the aforementioned mini golf, you, you use Kirby's copy ability. So you can, you run over the different monsters and you get their copy ability, uh, to get powers in order to dodge hazards, destroy things, or just otherwise change the layout of the board so that Kirby can reach the goal. So, you know, he runs over, Kirby runs over a fireball man. He can turn into a fireball and you, you activate those powers. They're all like temporary power-ups. Um, that that all it's all intended to get to get you to the goal in as, as little amount of strokes as possible. So in the Bouncing Boy version, I propose that we have the Legends of Superheroes get called in. Um, so Bouncing Boy will call in certain Legionnaires, um, which is just a weird, weird way to call them. I can't stop thinking of like Legionnaires yeah. disease. <laughs> like, I do not like that word. <laughs> uh, the Legionnaires will imbue him with different properties of their powers. And our who cares hand wave plot here is that uh, one of the legend- Legionnaires, his name is Element Lad. Good. He has the power of transmutation. Uh, so he's transmuted Bouncing Boy with a unique rubber polymer that mimics the properties of whatever it comes in contact with. So I'm going to read off. I, what I did was I took all of the powers from Kirby's Dream Course and then realigned them to specific members of the Legion of Superheroes. Like I said, there are more than 30 of these motherfuckers. So these are just oh, like yeah. the big ones. Almost, almost as if there are archetypes of, mm-hmm. you know enemies in the kirby games and hero superpowers yep so um so he'll call in first off he'll call in pharaoh lad which pharaoh lad uh just turns into iron he's not iron man he just turns into iron so is Wait, it like, it's f-e-r-o lad yeah okay yeah, yeah. sure yeah. Yeah. all right like f-e like the chemical like the iron it's table. clever yeah. welcome back table. to talking tungsten <laughs> talking yeah. tungsten the <laughs> <laughs> podcast so that's your that's your uh, analog for stone power because Kirby just like turns into stone and just drops. Okay. So Cosmic Boy, this is this one's a little bit of a stretch, but it's the biggest stretch. Cosmic Boy is like their Magneto, like he's got magnet powers. I'm gonna I'm gonna align that to UFO and just say like, oh, he can mm. you know he can kind of control him and move him around like a UFO. Fuck it, who cares? <laughs> Getting kind of sloppy, <laughs> hot out the gates, Andrew. Now there's there's some there's some real winners here. Inferno, fire, done, check, check cool. the box. Um. 
Okay, so I mentioned Superboy was uh, disc was retconned out of the continuity. Um, in its place, they put in Mon L, who is like a another Superman, another, another Kryptonian, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, who apparently is in the Supergirl series, which yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that I, series. I didn't so. after I watched the pilot, and it was the legitimate worst thing I've ever yeah. watched. <laughs> I reviewed, and I know it's gotten better. I yeah. get it. But man, that pilot, pilot. was so yeah, bad. Yeah, I know. I've heard the pilots. Really anyway, bad. well, L um, is the last name of of Superman's family, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he's yeah. like a descendant or something. I, I don't. I'd have to look it up. Um, jump ability or originally high jump is like the 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 character model is Kirby has a cape. So like it's clearly it was based off of Superman. So that's an easy one. So Monello is your your high jump. Good stretch um, there, Andrew. Has a cape. Must be Superman. High jump, flying. Same idea. You got it. <laughs> Lightning Lad Spark again, easy check. Sure. Now wait a minute. You said you said he was resistant to electricity, Andrew. Uh, well, this gonna... certain polymer, blah blah blah, science, <laughs> science, science. <laughs> he's not affected by. It. He's not conducting it. He's imbued with those properties. It's totally hmm. different and scientific. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> In case you're curious, the monkey that actually came from. Cal L's family. His name is Beppo, the super monkey. He's one of the other famous primates of the DC universe, everyone. Oh, I knew that from the Cartoon Network show uh, Justice Pets, which was a real thing. <laughs> God damn it. Um, okay, so we got Polar Boy, who's Freeze, another easy one. Um, Saturn Girl is like a telepath, so I thought she could be the analog for Parasol, because again, she could call him oh, and yeah. just like slowly like bring him down like he's floating down to the to the ground. XS is the grandson of Barry Allen, the Flash. Um, so I thought for Tornado, XS could just run around really fast <laughs> around <laughs> around Bouncing Boy, and that creates a tornado. Sure. Um, Chameleon Boy is probably who I should have used, but because I already figured out Bouncing Boy, <laughs> Chameleon Boy <laughs> actually does mimic the properties of other things. <laughs> but I didn't have anyone else to put in for Needle, so Chameleon Boy is going to use his Needle powers to be in Needle. Because, sure. Because sure. Andrew needed a, a placeholder. <laughs> because reasons. Because this thing fell apart three hours in. And then finally there's Gear, who is like the... Um, I mean... Obviously, he's like the engineer. He does he does robots and shit. Uh, so I imagine he could he could turn um, he could turn Bouncing Boy into a wheel or into like a like a like a motorcycle yeah. for that's the, the sidekick from Static Shock too. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. So that's uh, that's Bouncing Boy and the Legion of Superheroes in for whom the ball tolls a mini golf venture. <laughs> that didn't. I was about to compliment you that I thought this actually had legs or gears <laughs> to stand on. But nice. that that felt bad at the, what you did at the end, where you reminded me about the name that you've put on all this. That's it. I'm done. Kyle, what are you doing? And is it going to end with a terrible name that's going to make me want to discredit your argument? No, it won't have a terrible oh. name that makes you want to discredit my argument. But there Let might be continue. other things that make you want to discredit my argument. Oh wait. Um. So so in the original, Mega Man. Exe and Lan are going up against an evil corporation who was planning on using the world's reliance on the net to cripple the world's superpowers. This is so yikes! Wait, seems, time out. That time hits out. hard. <laughs> I, what I love about this is just like 
how right and not right it is all at the right? same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like they made all these guesses being like, Haha, what if we make this fictitious future world where the internet is yeah. both a, a boon and a hindrance to society. And then also it is. And like, it's not. <laughs> and so anyway, sorry, Kyle, keep going. No, you're fine. Um, so in my version, um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Um, Amazo, Tio Maro, and Professor Ivo are all villains in the Justice League. So you're playing, you're playing, Okay. Like the the protagonist's hero journey story from the villain side, um, so Ooh. you are fighting the Justice League in this <laughs> in this game, That's and you get yeah. Um, so you're going up against the international policing agency that is the Justice League to free your father. Why is it better, you ask? Because you get to play the bad guy and and go and fight <laughs> all of the Justice League and the greatest hits of the DC universe, which is awesome. Um, and Todd, if series like Fallout, Elder Scrolls, and Shadow the Hedgehog have taught us anything, it's that players love moral ambiguity. Specifically you know, Shadow the Hedgehog. Uh, you you could have said, um, I mean, you could have said like Mass Effect for the third nope. one, you know? The, mm. Nope. All right. I don't know that Mass Effect hits as close to home as Shadow the Hedgehog does. Yeah, see, Matt, Shadow the Hedgehog the really met, resonates with Matt. Yeah. Listen, we were checking the uh, the algorithm and our and our download statistics, and big Shadow the Hedgehog following. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of fans of hunting the president. <laughs> and this is probably a good as time of any to explain the the, the main mechanic in um, the Mega Man Battle Network series is you have a you have a deck of of moves that you load in and use mm. during battle. So you will be going through this game fighting. Um, you'll start out fighting like you know low level street street level uh, Justice League heroes like Black Canary or Tomcat, and you'll you'll beat them and you get a, their chip to add to your to your mix, and you you get their power. So you'll just oh. go through and fight all the Justice League until you eventually get to to Superman, and you get the Superman chip that turned you into a Kryptonian Godman. <laughs> Blows up your game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And since you can't bring kryptonite into the game, the internet kryptonite does not exist as a physical thing on the internet. You're unstoppable. Exactly. You, uh, Kyle, you just reminded me that Metal Mega Man Battle Network is a card battler. Yeah, it is why one hundred percent a card battler. Yeah. I was like, I was like in my head, I was like, I wonder why I forget why I stopped playing those games. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's pretty good, actually, Kyle. I uh, you didn't end with a punny name and no terrible names from this from this argument today. And you you made me not be angry about the concept of playing a card like battler. You called it a chip, not a card. It's a chip, and I it's think a, that was important. Completely different things, Todd. <laughs> all right, um, all right, Matt. Tell us about this actual legitimate uh, Aquaman storyline that you've presented us today. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. So to be clear, that story that I told earlier is literally the plot of Echo the Dolphin, and it is fucking banana sandwiches. <laughs> Somehow, I believe adding Aquaman to that storyline legitimately makes the plot make more sense and maybe it's because you're playing as an ocean-based superhero and not the last dolphin in the bay so a huge part of echo the dolphin is this quest to the ruins of atlantis to find a time machine left behind by the atlanteans because reasons this is going to be our opportunity to build the aquaman plot in because aquaman is Mostly Atlantean in most continuities. 
At least half. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time. In the seven or nice. so backstories that I read about Arthur Curry, <laughs> they all have some through line about him being the rightful king of Atlantis, but either not wanting to be king, not accepting his duty and leaving Atlantis, being exiled by his half-brother, or just being generally unaware that Atlantis exists. Again, pick your continuity. So, okay, I, Matt, I have a, I have a very important question yes. to understand. So is it... So you keep saying like seven different continuities. Is there like, is it like Marvel where there's, where there's like a kind of different variations, but there's one kind of generally accepted or is it, is it legitimately like these are seven contradictory takes on the same thing? So when we said, when we said, when I said that, that the justice friends cartoon did a character assassination on Aquaman, Mm -hmm. um, I was not kidding. And he's never recovered from that. So DC has legitimately rebooted Aquaman okay. five or like seven or eight times to try and make you. him work. Yeah. Um, okay. So these are just different reboots of Aquaman. Aquaman's first appearance was in like 1940. Like he is a yeah. very, yeah, yeah. very DC early. Is, DC, I always forget, is much older than Marvel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's been around for a long time. And similar to what Marvel has done to the Fantastic Four in the last 15 years where like Mm -hmm. a storyline tanks. And so they just jab adrenaline into the lungs of the Fantastic Four (laughs) and are like, please, God, do it again. Uh, That's what they keep doing to Aquaman. And Mm -hmm. I said in our group chat at one point this week that what I think DC does wrong that Marvel does right is Marvel will reboot characters and they'll change things with the continuity. And it'll either be a small enough thing that you can like pretty much ignore it and it doesn't particularly matter, or it'll be a large enough thing that it differentiates the rebooted character from the original character. And what I feel like DC does in all of my research is that they do these reboots and they change things that are just, just the wrong amount of important. Like they'll change things that aren't super different, but are different enough that it separates the characters and it's really confusing to try and follow one storyline. And so there has been Aquaman, the the super weenie hut junior version. There has been <laughs> Aquaman with no hand and a harpoon made of sea metal who broods on his own. There has been Aquaman who was like kidnapped as a child and or abandoned as a child from Atlantis and sent to die because he had blonde hair instead of dark hair. And he raised himself with sea creatures and then <laughs> discovered Atlantis later on. Like, it's bonkers. OK, the generally accepted beats of Aquaman's origin are that he's ha- he's half Atlantean, half human. The bridge between the two. Mm-hmm. Um he is royalty, Atlantean royalty, but doesn't want to be, and can swim, has super strength, durability, and can talk to, telepathically to fish. Yep. They've given him power over water in the past. <laughs> They've expanded his telekinetically talks to fish to telekinetically controls anything that has ever evolved from fish. Mm-hmm. Well, and like we've established in previous episodes, anybody with the power of fish also has electricity because eel. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but generally it's half human, half Atlantean royalty doesn't want the title. Yeah. Got it. Check, check and check. 
There's also like a, a big distinction between whether or not the Aquaman we're talking about can be without water for a certain amount of time or if he can live on land indefinitely. Uh, and Yikes. that oh. seems like a thing you should settle on as the basis of your character, <laughs> but nah. Yeah. Okay. So all of that aside, in the game I am pitching today, Aquaman Echoes of the Past, we'll follow a disavowed hero who is operating on his own accord while occasionally teaming up with the Justice League. He'll be in the bay, in pick your favorite bay, San Francisco, I don't know, when the 500-year vortex attack happens, and he'll follow the trails to the asteroid, and the asteroid will tell him to go to Atlantis and use the time machine and yada, 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 echo the dolphin plot. Again, <laughs> remember, the asteroid is... <laughs> In Echo the Dolphin canon, the oldest being on Earth and is this DNA-shaped creature made of rocks and power orbs. I don't know how else to explain it. Google it. It's exactly See, in what pops my, up. In my mind, it was the, the grave mind from Halo, and I appreciated that. Like a subterranean, underwater, like all-knowing, large, eternal being. But no, Helix, Helix rocks. Yep. Great. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a double <laughs> helix made of pearls. Uh, so when Aquaman is in Atlantis, he'll discover the truth about himself and learn that he is supposed to rule over this ruined kingdom that he has discovered. Then he'll go back in time, just like they do in Echo the Dolphin. And we're going to borrow this weird Aquaman arc that I found from a crossover event called Our Worlds at War where the Atlanteans travel back in time and are enslaved by them by their past selves. Oh, no. The current day Atlanteans <laughs> travel back in time to avoid a war and are enslaved by the Atlanteans of the time they travel back to. Oh, that'd be terrible. Yeah. So <laughs> Aquaman will rescue the present day Atlanteans. And in the... Our Worlds at War crossover story. The ancient Atlanteans are ruled by this sea witch named Gememne. Throw her out. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> in Aquaman Echoes of the Past, the old Atlanteans or the ancient Atlanteans are going to be ruled by the ancient Asterite, the oldest being on Earth. And mm. so Aquaman will defeat that version of the Asterite, save the current day Atlanteans, take the power orb from the ancient Asterite, Bring it back to the current day asteroid, which again is the plot of Echo the fucking dolphin and give him the power orb, whatever. Continue the Echo storyline here. I, you know, I got to say, Matt, this is a far better story than the reason why Echo the dolphin has to save everyone is because it did kind of too high of a jump out of the water for a second. Yeah, right. And all of its friends are gone and now it has to do it. I was reading the plot of Echo the Dolphin with both of my hands pressed firmly into my temples. And <laughs> as I was reading the plot, I was like, this so much makes sense as an Aquaman storyline. Like, if you pitch this to me as an Aquaman comic, I'd believe you. And I never would have believed it was yeah. an Echo game. 
They just didn't get the right to Aquaman in 1982. They were actually planning on it being an Aquaman game. Yeah, (laughs) and they had to scrap it at the last minute. Like, to even go just farther down the Echo hole, apparently the creator of Echo the Dolphin was very (laughs) influenced by Pink Floyd. And so all of the Echo the Dolphin... I'm sure they were. Yeah, (laughs) all of the Echo the Dolphin music is, like, influenced by Pink Floyd. He played a bunch yeah. of Pink Floyd albums for the game composers. Yeah. And the s- I was influenced by Pink Floyd a lot in college too. I get it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. The second to last level of Echo the Dolphin is called Welcome to the Machine after the Pink Floyd song. It's ridiculous. Huh. I cannot believe that this game has flown under the radar for 20 years. Yeah. I I want to play a new game with people we talk to at conventions where we ask them what the plot of Echo the Dolphin is. Oh my god. (laughs) And and because unless they've either somehow played it in the past 10 years or listened to this episode, they don't know. Right. And I want to hear <laughs> I want to hear the resource. I want to hear them pitch to me what the what yeah. the actual storyline cuz no one's going to get it right. I'm re- I'm ready for us to play this game and for every single person we interact with to know the exact plot of the <laughs> game and prove to Oh, the asteroid. Wrong. You have to work with the asteroid and be like, "Damn it. <laughs> you have to talk to the whale first. You go back in time. Yeah, so that's what I got. Those those are my things. Those are good things, Matt. That was, you know, here. Thanks. Okay, we're going to jump into this third question because I actually worded it ahead wait, of time. And Wait, real Okay, quick. no, you go. Echo the Dolphin is on Steam for a dollar. <laughs> oh, fuck. You know what? We're going we're gonna to stream it eventually. I'm With a slam it. by. I'm yep. downloading it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a look behind the curtain, and we make this joke every now and again. I, we pre-type some of the questions, and I actually pre-typed this as, wow, those are great ideas, guys. And usually that bites me in the ass in question three. But these are actually not bad <laughs> ideas. All, all yeah. Solid ideas. So, so, hey, these are great ideas, guys. Um, <laughs> I, I, I knew you were the right people for the job. And, and so now that we are effectively uh, Doki Doki panicked this video game into a DC franchise, uh, we need to discuss what comes next. So, you know, assuming that this game takes off, which all three of them obviously would, what is the plot of the sequel? Andrew, <laughs> when you when I first read this, I read this as Doki Doki Literature Club, this video game, <laughs> which no. is a much different experience. I read that too the first time. I saw Doki oh, Doki, no. and my brain auto corrected to Literature Club. So, so Same. Doki Doki Panic was super was Super I Mario Two. Yes, I got I got yeah. I got the uh, reference, well, but just you my, didn't get it at my first. Brain, so. My brain broke it. Is all. I'm the only one who read this originally. I don't Thank know what you. Doki Doki is referring to. Doki I don't, Doki. Panic. I don't get what the other two guys uh, are Doki, talking about. Doki Doki refers to it's it's like the onomatopoeia for your heart thumping. Oh, okay. In, in Japanese, that's what that is referring to. Oh, all right. Um, welcome anyway, to the educational corner of this episode. Here we go. Talking tungsten. Here we are. Um. <laughs> Okay, so obviously, Bouncing Boy and the incredibly long title will probably not do very well. Cause Boo, <laughs> say it every time or don't do it. Commit um, <laughs> to the bit. All right, motherfucker. Bouncing Boy and the Legion of Superheroes in For Whom the Ball Tolls, a mini golf venture, will most, more, than likely, more than likely end up in the Walmart 5 for 5 bin along with... Uh, Brett Thompson's no more <laughs> Mr. Knife guy. I don't remember. <laughs> and have it written down. Uh, so since it's 
likely going to have a the sequel is going to have a much lower budget. So therefore, we're going to need to bring in a lower budget team in order to support our very bouncy boy. Is there a lower budget team? That uh, he, I bet he's well, Kyle. About it. <laughs> Let me introduce you to the junior varsity version of the Legion of Superheroes, <laughs> the Legion of Substitute Heroes. That's oh, not no. real. I refuse to believe it's real. The, the it subs, is as they are often called, it no, percent real. No, they're not called the subs. Oh, this sounds like oh, oh. something they did in in Sky High, the Disney oh. movie Sky High. <laughs> Andrew, are you going to read some of these hero names? Because yeah, I'm am. looking I at them. Oh am. my I god, got you. I got you. Um, so it's in 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 very much like a like a spider pig <laughs> maneuver. Like it, I'm sure this was created as a joke, but then it kind of became a very serious like staging ground. Like a lot of the heroes, because again, you the League of Superheroes. There's like 40 people. You have to try out for it. You have to be approved. So this was like their B team. So, you know, kind of like the Winter Guard is. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have a very specific problem that can be handled by someone who can change colors. Um, <laughs> let's get into it. So now, now let me just briefly go back to Kirby for just a second. So anyone who's played Kirby games knows that, you know, there's kind of like a stock collection of kirby powers like there's always a fireball there's always a stone um but then there's kind of like a rotating cast of other you know lesser known powers like one of the early dream dream world powers was that kirby had the power to sweep that didn't stick around oh you're kidding yeah broom broom was the power it was broom (laughs) by the power of broom yeah so, uh, so we're gonna use these the subs as they were called as they're called oh, to uh, to use as stand-ins for some of the powers. So, fortunately, good news, uh, we've got we've got great subs like Fire Lad, who's your fire. That seems Check. pretty good. Stone Boy, that's pretty it obvious. Still seems yeah. pretty good. Pretty, pretty and, on the and, nose. and here's my favorite one, Porcupine Pete, <laughs> which arguably matches with Neil. They were very course. much better. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Much, much better. He would have been better in that first he section. He would have, but I had to put him in the second section, Todd, because he's only a substitute here. I, I can't. <laughs> now, I was able to use Polar Boy... Uh, in the in the in the in the core group because Polar Boy started in Substitute Heroes but then got called up to the majors. So. Oh, he got called so up. He, oh, he was yeah. playing Triple A ball, but then yeah. he, he got <laughs> yeah. The Substitute yeah. Heroes are absolutely the Triple A team of the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> the Triple A team of the Justice League. They're yeah. the Scranton Wilkesbury Bumblebees or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Wilkesbury Scranton Wilkes Baby Bar. Pens was what you were looking yeah, for. Baby pens. Yeah. The only time people actually go to see them is on the 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 uh, dollar do- beer night dollar beer night every thursday <laughs> dime dime a dog night yeah so uh so we're going to introduce new entrants new powers such as chlorophyll kid who's got oh the power God. of plants that is the first uh, one i read please yep. please explain the power of plants to me andrew <laughs> what's that entail i don't know he's a green duck i don't know no. what he's a green <laughs> duck he's a green duck Ma- magic oh. Oh, okay. uh, he's a green powers. duck. Gotcha, he's gotcha, got gotcha. Plant powers. He can create. Re- he's poison. Like you're, you're really burying the lead here. If he's a yeah. green duck, his name is <laughs> Ral Benham. Gross. Um, we've got Night Girl, who has like all the cool powers, like super strength, super speed, but only at night. <laughs> um, in- <laughs> sure. Um, infectious Lass, who just spreads disease. <laughs> Jesus. She's. She's like she's immune to disease, much like a paladin, but she spreads disease. So, 
aren't all of us in 2020 <laughs> yes. so, in some way infectious yeah. lads? Ooh, yeah, that, that She's inside of us the whole time. Um, ooh, this one is really good. Double header. Does he have two heads? Just like, he has two heads. This is the power Shut of up. two heads. He has the power of having two heads that have two per- different personalities. Oh, See, no. I was going to go for, for hokey baseball powers. Well, I That's think he wears like thinking. a baseball jersey. So they, of course he wears yeah, a baseball they're, jersey. They're hidden, they're <laughs> Rainbow Girl, which this one, this one is not great. Um, she's got, so she's got, it's a little unclear. She's got the power of the, the color spectrum or the, the spectrum of the rainbow, but like each rainbow reflects an emotion. So she's basically super princess peach. Oh no. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. And she can like turn, she can like cast a rainbow and, and use her like powers of pheromones to charm people. So like kind of like poison ivy, but I don't but know. Not- but not but more like rainbow bright yeah <laughs> like rainbow bright and then my absolute favorite is color kid who can change the color of anything <laughs> <laughs> you know that was like that was like the uh the heart kid in captain planet like there's a very <laughs> specific was. moment where yep. they really needed color kid yeah so obviously it's like going back to Kirby making the Kirby analog, you know, there are Kirby mainline titles like you, the dream worlds and, and your Kirby's 64 and, and, and the like, and superstar where, where they make a whole puzzle out of changing your color and, well, well, and having on. to go so, through the matching color door. <laughs> in yes. the process. Damn well, that. So, so that's kind of like our main series. Right. But, but like Kirby, there's also like Kirby's block ball and Kirby's canvas curse and Kirby star stacker, which are just like, Kirby equals ball, therefore Kirby equals sports. <laughs> so <laughs> Agent Kirby's Pillow Palace. <laughs> Agent Kirby's Pillow Palace. <laughs> so I think we can take Bouncing Boy. Uh, we can we can develop other Bouncing Boy themed second tier sports games. Oh no. May I allow me to per, to pitch you Team Titans volleyball or uh, or table tennis featuring Dark Side cuz <laughs> why not? And of course DCU pinball featuring sexy Jason Momoa table as the number one prime DLC. <laughs> it's not even him as Aquaman, it's just him <laughs> no, shirtless in front okay, of it. No, it's just Jason Momoa DLC. <laughs> Jason Momoa. So, again, Bouncing Boy being the pinball, Bouncing Boy being the volleyball, Bouncing Boy being the ping pong ball upon which Dark Side plays tennis. There's yes, a lot of, of ways course. we can go with this. Yes. End end of rant. I have a I guess it's a question. We're going to call this a question. Uh-huh. Um did anyone go to Chlorophyll Chlorophyll Kids page? No. Okay, good. Good. Is that Earlier. three no's? Is okay, well, that's three no's. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to need Andrew to not answer this if he knows the question if he knows the answer. For the other two, if you had to guess what his powers were. And like I'm not trying to mislead you. I just want to know if you just really nail it. What do you think chlorophyll kids powers? You mean like like are? what the like like encyclopedia definition of his powers is or whatever? <laughs> like, like what yeah. they like have. If you, it's not if I, it's not what you think it is. If I well, if I told you there was a hero named Chlorophyll Kid and you had to guess what his powers were, I just want to know how close you're going to get. I'd say something involving telepathically controlling anything that has the process like uses the process of chlorophyll to metabolize energy is that i would wow that would have been way better i would like to venture the guess <laughs> harnessing the power of the sun he can harness the power of the sun that would have been way better so too. i've got it as chlorokinesis uh which uh he can he can a fake word made up by comic book writers (laughs) starts with a quote after the accident he is able to (laughs) (laughs) 
He is able to mold and weave plants to his liking. He can sprout roots from the ground to ensnare criminals or wrap oak tree bark around himself in defense. He can grow plant monsters and control them to whatever extent he wishes. Uh, now he has greater control over his powers. Also, his hands now take on a plant-like appearance when he uses powers. So, so any stupid thing the comic book writers need him to do as long as they can <laughs> loosely tie plants to it. Yeah. So, like, something, something, roots come from the ground, something, something. Yeah. yeah. He, the accident, the aforementioned accident was, uh, he accidentally fell into a, ty- a tank of hydroponic serum. <laughs> Jesus. So. I mean, you can't expect it. You can't have, well, you can't have grand slams on everyone. It's, I mean, it's not worse than drinking plastic soda. So I guess it's fine. <laughs> yep. You're right. It's not worse. <laughs> it's not worse. Anyway, go ahead. Somebody else know. Yeah. Kyle, um, tell, tell me. So your first game was, was a hit. Uh, what happens at the, with the sequel? So Todd, all right. The sequel to, um, Amazo battle network <laughs> as we're, we're working, I don't, that's our I don't hate title. that. I don't I know. hate that. It's, it, it's better than some titles presented today. I won't say which ones. <laughs> Amazu um, Batelli, neat work. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, so, so usually in, in the comics, um, Amazo usually like either wins and flies off or loses and flies off into space to go do some soul searching because he's an AI robot and he's like, if all I am made for is is battle, <laughs> why do I exist? <laughs> so he goes. He always he always flies off into into space. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna have Amazo. Um, he's gonna beat Superman. He's gonna gonna free um, Professor Ivo, um, so he can live out his life making more villainous robots. But Amazo, but um, Tio and Amazo are going to take a spaceship out into space because, of course, they are. The the entire sequel is going to be their space adventures, jacking into spaceships, battling uh, more DC space heroes and villains this time, um, eventually leading them back to Earth for reasons, this time as their protector, not as as villains. <laughs> Why? Why not? Because <laughs> we needed a sequel, Andrew. Right. It's uh, it's bold for Andrew to ask questions of your <laughs> of what you're I doing could, here today. I couldn't stop thinking that Tio and Amazo would be a sweet rap duo. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, that was also a, a pretty good answer. I uh, I I like that. Um, I also liked your Amazo impression of <laughs> if all I'm made for is battle, and then he just leaves. How, how can I scream like a fish when I am only a man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot we talked about the game Seaman. Um, all right, speaking of Seaman, hey, Matt, it's your turn to talk about your, uh, your sequel. Don't love that transition, but okay. Sequel is spelled S-E-A sequel. in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so sure that was a SpongeBob SquarePants pun at some point. Oh, the yeah. sequel to Aquaman Echoes of the Past will be Aquaman Echoes of Memory, and I need to put my cards on the table. No, I'm pretty sure that's already a Metroid Prime game. You can't do that. <laughs> no, no, that was a, that was a Kingdom Hearts title. <laughs> it w- but it would have been X. It would have been Echoes, but with an X. No, and, stop. And with seven letters afterward, uh, point thirty three and a half. Gross. Whatever. Listen, I need to put my cards on the table and say that for question one and question two, I dug really hard 
through the Aquaman wiki. And by question three, I was like, I can't can't do this anymore. So Aquaman echoes of memory will follow the storyline after drowned earth. When Aquaman has been killed by his wife and is living in a weird limbo world called the unknown waters within the sphere of the gods. Follow me. You don't need to. It's okay. This is where sea deities go after they die or are forgotten by their worshipers. Aquaman has no memory of who he is in this place, but defeats an ancient ocean goddess called Mother Salt, who is planning to drown the world in brine. When Aquaman (laughs) defeats her, her children, the sea gods of the world, basically make him a demigod and give him a sick tattoo. That is the storyline of Aquaman after Drowned Earth, and I think... It makes about as much sense as <laughs> the Echo the Dolphin plotline and also the sequel of Echo the Dolphin, which is Echo the Tides Dolphin, the Tides of Time. Yes. That's rad. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's better than anything I expected to come out of an Aquaman sequel yeah, and, ever. And, and here's the thing. It's rad, and I'm not sure if you, like, you could have told me, like, I thought up the craziest thing that could possibly happen right here it is. And it's it somehow still falls in line with aliens coming to steal all the fish every 500 years. What what's the what's the goddess's name? Um, Mother Salt. That sounds right. Mother Salt wants to drown the world in brine is the best sentence I've heard <laughs> at least in a week. It's I really know, okay. And in and in I know that like drowning the world in brine would just mean like brine like envelops the world but in my head it's like the world being dipped into a big vat of brine <laughs> something that would be very like a big, spongebob a pickle jar, a giant a pickle pickle jar. jar. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit that's really good yeah so i don't know that's my game sequel it was the best aquaman storyline that i could find that fit into the echo the dolphin verse what is his sick tattoo it's literally a tribal tattoo Aquaman gets a tribal from some demigods or from some gods and becomes a demigod. So we are mocapping Jason Momoa. That's yes. Just what this a hundo percent. And him. he's probably going to sing. You're welcome from Moana, where <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson sings about all his tattoos or some shit. Yeah, I don't absolutely. Know. Sold. <laughs> don't even need to think about it. So. So listen, before we make a choice, uh, you know, before we decide to go in on one of your. Uh, two game franchises that you've got in this retro reboot. I do have one last question. So for the final installment of your game, uh, it's going to get the Sonic and Knuckles treatment. So I need to know what the last piece of the puzzle is for your game. So tell me what weird gimmick add on are you introducing to your retro reboot? You know, some games add like a rumble pack. Some games have voice recognition they add in. Or, of course, like I said, the aforementioned Sonic and Knuckles cartridge. Uh, and, you know, tell me, how will this new add-on or implement impact your game, and why will it make everyone who buys it want to pick up the first two games that lead to it? So, so guys, I will give you a few minutes while we take a short commercial break. Hey, guys, Andrew here. Remember that time I made that really salient point about a popular video game and everyone immediately changed their minds in my favor? Kyle, put a good clip of me right here. <laughs> what a cherished memory we all shared. Well, I want to take this time to recommend one of my favorite indie games to have come out in the last couple years, and that's Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight is an artfully crafted, tough-as-nails 2D Metroidvania. You play as a nameless knight exploring the massive bug kingdom of Hollow Nest. 
As you dive further into the depths of this dying civilization, you'll uncover more about the mysterious plague that has taken most of its inhabitants. The soundtrack, directed by Christopher Larkin, sets the scene of desolation well with its slow, methodical violin melodies and soft piano. Just to be clear, I am in no way being paid to deliver this message. I just really like this game, so much so that I actually bought it twice. If you enjoy narrative single-player experiences and exploring sprawling, imaginative landscapes, or if you simply just want a challenge, pick up a copy of Hollow Knight. You can find it on Steam or download it to your PS4, Xbox One, or Switch today. All right, so we're back. Just a refresher real quick. I've given the guys a couple minutes. The question is, in the third and final installment of your game, what add-on or implement or gimmick did you add to your game franchise that's going to make everyone want to want to buy up the first two with the third one? Um, so we'll start with Andrew. What did you bring to us? I brought two bad things and made them the worst thing. <laughs> and why, why, <laughs> sir, sir, why are you sweaty? And what did you bring us? <laughs> I am very sweaty. It's pretty hot in here, but I am sweaty, but that's unrelated. Okay, so remember I talked about Color Boy? He has the power to change color. How could I forget? <laughs> in 1982... Uh, there was a home video game console released called the Vectrex. You've never heard of it, you say? Well, let me tell you why you've never heard of it. <laughs> it was, imagine, like, uh, it, it came with its own, like, small CRT monitor. So it looked like something that you would see in a 90s movie that submarines had. Go on. That you would, like, it was just like you would see, like, a, like a, like a black and white digital readout. So, like, very, very old school, you know? And uh, it was kind of like considered to be like the budget option to uh, like an Intellivision, um, which I think was out of the time, maybe ColecoVision. I don't know that I'm getting my I might be getting my dates wrong, but it doesn't matter. The Vectrex, instead of having a color readout with the more expensive consoles, the budget version uh, offered it was all black and white, but you got a series of color sheets that you would just like basically like these like plastic color overlays no. that you would put on top of the monitor. <laughs> I'm 100% serious. So like oh, no. you would get a game called soccer and you'd get a green overlay and you just like Jesus. tape a green overlay over top of the TV and it would be green. And they're just like light gels. <laughs> like they're just gels that yeah, you put on theater light lights. They're just yeah. like dolls that you put on theater. That's just terrible. Think someone, someone mm -hmm. actually walked in like, what's the evolution of this? And someone like held up like a somewhat transparent piece of paper and yeah. like put it in front of the screen. And everyone's like, by God, we thought you were crazy. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do that for our new sequel <laughs> with, with so Color Boy. We're, <laughs> we're just going to so, do that. So, so that. <laughs> that thing do that. we did 40 years ago. Because we have a superhero <laughs> named Color Boy, and that's what he does. But they're going to sell them in they're gonna sell them in collectible trading packs. <laughs> that you pay $5 for 11 of them, and, and you can't get the good colors. The initial pack, you get, like, you get red, green, and blue. But you don't get purple, you don't get pink, so you have to like trade up. So you can buy you can buy a DLC pack with like purple pink, and then you can get the premium DLC pack for like gold and silver. <laughs> All I can imagine is they come in booster packs and like every yep. time you open <laughs> yep, a booster that's pack. That's what I'm getting at. You get at least one color twice. So you're like, oh, oh man, yeah. what the hell am I gonna do with two red yeah. gels for my vectors? Rex. I've got three Vectrex. blue gels. I can't get I can't get the hollow foil <laughs> yellow though. There's a there's a black market trade for uh, for the houndstooth overlay. <laughs> that may be the stupidest thing we've ever <laughs> talked about. And the fact that it's real. <laughs> man. 
This is a different time, man. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. All right, Kyle, what what revolutionary idea are you bringing to your to your third installment that really lands it? Um, so I've got two. I've got two now, Todd. I thought of another one. Um, <laughs> is it better than Vectrex? No. <laughs> so, Todd, my, the first the first thing we're gonna do with with the success of our sequel, fans of the game. Amazo Battle Network have been really clamoring. They want to battle their friends. You you work really hard over two games to collect a, a deck of chips to cut to really customize your Amazo um, .exe. Um, so we're gonna sell a fifty dollar link cable so you can link up two of whatever system this game is on. Uh, so you can battle your friend twice in Amazo in an Amazo Battle Network because that's all you're gonna want to do because. One of you is going to be clearly better than the other at the game because that's how it always works. Accurate, Kyle. Did you say a fifty dollar link cable? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry too much about it. <laughs> we did the not. We we did the research. That that's what people will pay. It'll be great. Don't worry. There's a Madcast version that never works. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a Mad. You can get the Madcast version for twenty for nineteen ninety five, and yeah, and it might work. It's the only thing that your mom will find at Target at ten o'clock <laughs> at night, but it will it. It definitely will not work. <laughs> uh, the second thing we're gonna do, Todd, because uh, I really liked I liked what I said about Andrew selling booster packs of his Vetrix lenses. We're gonna sell um, booster packs of new chips you can put into your game via sixteen-digit code. Um, so you'll <laughs> <laughs> a sixteen-digit code that looks like a router password. <laughs> yep, exactly. So you buy you'll buy a, a three a three-chip booster pack. So you're not overwhelmed by numbers. They'll be they'll be relatively cheap, um, and you can get new chips that'll encode new chips into your game that you can use against your friends with that fifty dollar link cable, or against um, the the super powerful Superman on on hard plus mode when you go back to play him. Kyle, <laughs> would you say that you have implemented what may be called a pay to win scheme of sorts? I'm going to evoke my Fifth Amendment right to not self-incriminate <laughs> and not answer that question. That's fair. That's, you know, um, I'm happy to see that the core premise of the last two games really stuck around and that capitalism hasn't tainted what either of you are trying to do today. No. If anything, it's enhanced by capitalism. <laughs> it's Todd. It's not. It's a. It's a reverse funnel. It's a reverse funnel. <laughs> the uh, the triangle is the strongest shape. The pyramid. Um. Okay. Matt, what do you have? Okay. What is what is your third installment, and and how are you gimmicking it? So the third installment of Aquaman echoes of. The some other shit. I don't know. I'm I'm out of things. Um, it's gonna bring in echoes of Brian. Yeah, echoes of Brian is going to bring in Topo. Topo is Aquaman's octopus friend. Oh, he's God. he's the octopus sidekick. Okay, but so we're not really gonna use Topo because we've been ripping on the Echo series. So so Mega Man, Mega Man, fuck. Aquaman the third <laughs> game is not going to bring in Topo. It's going to bring in a Topo like character and that Topo like character is actually just going to be Echo the Dolphin in oh. the newly named Aquaman Echoes of Echo. And so it's going to be Aquaman <laughs> teaming up with Echo the Dolphin and everybody knows that in Echo the Dolphin 
the the coolest power that you have is your sonar and and the echo that you make. That's how you unlock new areas of the map. You eventually get it supercharged by the asteroid and you can scream to kill aliens or whatever. I don't know. Jesus. It's a weird thing. But everybody knows that dolphins have echolocation. And if I could take you all back to December 24th of 2018, debate this episode number 20, enter the vibration dimension, I would like to bring to you the Kunami laser scope, the Kunami laser scope, which will come strong with Aquaman Echoes of Echo, in which you yourself will scream like a dolphin (laughs) (laughs) to use your in-game echolocation. How how can you scream like a man when you are only a fish? <laughs> well, Matt has answered that question. <laughs> it's the Kunami oh, laser scope. Shit. Consume Kunami. <laughs> wow. Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. Once again, no notes. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna have to make a decision here in a, in a second. But while I'm pushing you out of the boardroom and and you're all sweaty now, um, what are what are the just leave me with one one good line like why why your project is going to be the one that gets greenlit? Well, I'd like to take my time to f- officially congratulate Matt for not only winning today, but also <laughs> but also for actually fixing both Echo and Aquaman because yeah, I, that was that was very good. I mean, we make the joke a lot about the Reese's peanut butter cup, but you actually took th- two things that were okay and made them very good. Hey, thanks. This isn't even good vibes yet. Not yet. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, Andrew's just dumping his in the garbage on the way out. <laughs> I'm already out the door. I'm out. I'm uh, Kyle, a closing statement. Um, Todd, it's it's a card battler. It's a RPG. What? It's it's a mezo. What else is there to say? <laughs> one one third of that is excellent. I'll let you choose the third. Um, and, and Matt, what is your closing statement here? So, Todd, to end my argument today, I would like to leave you with a quote from Echo the Dolphin developer Ed Annunziata when he said, I was paranoid about game rentals and kids beating the game over the weekend, so I uh, made it hard. <laughs> <laughs> he gave, gave up the whole bit. There it was. He said the quiet part out loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so while I think about this this decision I have to make, why don't you um, continue what Andrew already started and uh, cover each other in your good vibes? Yeah, I mean, you already heard my good vibes for Matt. Um, that, was, that was excellent. That was really good. Thanks. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I don't know if, if this will make the recording, but just so it, in case to make sure it does, I downloaded Echo the Dolphin off of Steam whilst we were recording this episode. <laughs> so it now belongs in my Steam library. So thank you. So check out the Debate This Twitch page to see Andrew <laughs> potentially uh-huh. streaming Echo the Dolphin. Yes, and just screaming for how frustrating it is. Only up to level level two, though. Well, now that I know that you can talk to things, it's it's, <laughs> it's going to change everything. Um, Kyle, also yours was really fun. Um, one, I really like the idea of uh, being the bad guy, and specifically the ability to fight the Justice League is really is really fun. Um, and I think in the setting of Mega Man Battle Network, it works really well because the Justice League are basically robot masters. Yeah, exactly. When you when you really boil it down, so much like the League of Super, League of Superheroes is just Kirby Powers, the uh, the Justice League <laughs> are basically just robot masters. So it definitely works 
very, very well. So yeah, well, jo- well done for the both of you. Thanks. Thank you. Um, Andrew, I'd like to thank you for introducing me to the Legion of Substitute Heroes. Um, <laughs> that is the best thing ever. That is just... <laughs> it's... Uh... It well, it, it it pales in it still pales in comparison to the the Marvel animal heroes. Sure, um, sure. Besides that, it's it's pretty excellent. But it's like that right kind of janky that DC does so well. Yeah, exactly. That um, I think works. Um, you did a very good job backwards engineering a um, a golf game with a, a Justice League character. Um, <laughs> you 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 had a target and you hit it, and good job for Thanks. that. And uh, Matt, I don't have anything super new to say except good job fixing both, again, Aquaman and Echo the Dolphin, except you didn't mention Aquaman, your version of Aquaman having an awesome hook hand, so you didn't completely fix the character. That's all I got. Good the job. The hook hand is probably DLC. Yeah. You oh, okay. Ooh, or it you could be it from a, a hook hand controller <laughs> that you wear. <laughs> like the power NES glove. power glove, hell yeah. <laughs> For pre-order. What it, is, what it is is you have to spend $5, and it's not a loot box. It's a hook box, and you're hoping to get a hook. <laughs> yeah. And you got to keep buying them until you get the hook. Yeah. Um, Andrew, I have to say, Kirby's Dream Course is one of my favorite games ever. I love oh, Kirby's yeah, Dream it, Course. It rules. <laughs> it's so very good. And I commend you for doing the exact same thing that I did this week, which was pick a Super Nintendo-era game and then think, huh, I wonder if there's a DC character that fits mm-hmm. into this. And much like Aquaman is the most dolphin-esque character, Bouncing Boy <laughs> definitely... Is the most golf ball-esque Yeah, character. the most golf yeah. ball-esque character. Yeah, he's certainly not the most Kirby-esque character, but he's, certainly, but he's definitely the most golf ball character. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Kyle, Mega Man Battle Network is a cool game that I would never play because it's a card battler, but it's still a cool game. <laughs> and... Your idea, much like Andrew said, of playing as the villains is great. I always like games where you play as the villain, except Shadow the Hedgehog. That one doesn't count. Um, (laughs) And I think it's a cool idea. So good job all around. Thank you. Well, Matt, we're making your game. Hey! So (laughs) I just... Um, but the, the other two were also a lot of fun. Um, Kyle, I knew what you were doing was going to be good. I knew it was going to, once it got, once it picked up, I knew that that's a game I would play. Andrew, I wanted to say I didn't want to play your game, but like, I would, I I I do, (laughs) I, I will play your game. If they make it like that that golf game, um, Golden Tee, where you slap the ball to hit it where you where you want to go, and we the, can do the, an arcade cabinet. That's fine. well, and then there's gonna be a a like a subcult that develops beneath the normal fan base where they use their feet to play because that's an actual thing. What? Where there's a there are Golden Tee players that oh, use. Oh, you're feet. gonna say that was a sex thing. <laughs> it, it might it, it it's it could be both. I don't want to limit it. In my mind, when you when you do that, you hear bouncing boy go Aah! like every time. And, when you just... and that's and that's sexy for some reason. <laughs> is that, it's it's twenty twenty. Who's people are just excited to go back to bars? They'll slap golf balls with their feet if they have to, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a sentence that's never been said out loud before. I hate this podcast. Um, so yeah, uh, Matt, you did a really good job. I think this is the second time an Aquaman property has won a debate. This debate is it really? Well, it's definitely the second time Matt has ran with a a water based hero. Yeah, it's either I, I Aquaman or Namor. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Brand. Namor was the other one. So yeah, this is a twofer. That that you know. 
Sometimes unloved uh, aqua-based heroes getting a lot of love from Debate This Cast. Yeah, so. if you, the listener out there, know of any other water-based heroes, <laughs> <laughs> MC underscore DJ underscore MC on the socials. Matt's found his niche. You could do Percy Jackson. There's your next yeah. one. Yeah. Isn't he like the son of Poseidon? I'm, the lightning thief. I've seen that the movie lightning. that everybody hated and never read the books. Yeah, apparently it was a musical, too. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, well... There's a reason why everybody it. hated that. Yeah. Well, with all that said, thanks for listening in to debate this. Follow along at the argument on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at debate this cast and check out the website at debate If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. So more people can hear our nerdy dumb show. And if you really enjoy the content we're creating, please come visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash debate this cast. You know, uh, I get that money is tight and times are strange, but if you have a few dollars to throw at us, we'd love to give you even more nerdy content uh, and direct access to us sharing memes that will probably stem from this show specifically. If you're bored at home, our Discord is a lot of fun. <laughs> That's all I gotta a, say. It is. Andrew keeps creating more channels within it, and it makes me mad. <laughs> we can actually share these stupid images that we keep sharing and talk about tell people we're going to share and never do yeah well uh until next time <laughs> i'm daddy <laughs> are, are you done mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, i'm sorry i'm just really mad right now about space day being a channel on our <laughs> discord and it makes my blood boil <laughs> Anyway, until next time, I'm Todd Thomas. I'm Andrew, founder of the League of Substitute podcast hosts, Henderson. I'm Kyle Amazoo Harper. And I'm Matt Even Crime Cole. (laughs) (laughs) I was saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, then you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.